0: Hello, everyone. It's Wendemere Riley, registered dietitian nutritionist, aka the health chick, and most recently, aka the Medicare dietitian nutritionist. This is our second deep dive episode into medical nutrition therapy and the mnt act and i am so thrilled today i have one of my dietitian mentors this woman is just amazing she owns her own business she has been an advocate for nutrition care for over 31 years she is the past president of the academy of nutrition and dietetics she is an all-around awesome advocate awesome dietitian, fabulous mentor, Lucille Bessler. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Well, thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. You know, it's pretty, to me, it's pretty impressive that you have this great podcast. Um, I really admire you for doing this. This is really (laughs) cutting edge. So um, how exciting and thank you. It's an honor to be here.
0: All right, so first tell us a little bit you have um, family nutrition centers of, of South Florida and that's been your business for over 31 years and that's really bringing nutrition to families tell us more about how you got started and what you do there.
1: Okay, great. Well, I am shocked that it's 31 years. I will just tell you that I feel that, you know, sometimes I feel it's five years ago. And then sometimes I guess I feel it's 50 years ago. But you know, the mission is simple. It really is so simple. Our mission is to help people and to help people through nutrition. We believe in the power of nutrition. We believe that what we eat can affect our health. And because of this, again, it's so simple. We are here as experts to help people using science evidence-based nutrition care. So I got started, as my accent might give away, I'm not a native Floridian, but I love Florida, and now I consider myself a native. And when I moved here 31 years ago from New York, I decided I wanted to open my own business, my own practice, so that I can really work on helping people get access to nutrition services. At first, I opened the practice as a pediatric adolescent nutrition practice to really identify children in the community that were suffering from obesity. And then as we got on more of the insurance plans, we just kind of morphed into this big practice to take care of everyone. So not only the kids, but the parents and the grandparents and everyone else involved and it's been really wonderful and very rewarding
0: so i don't have that same access because i was i was seven when i i moved when my family moved down but i'm originally from long island
1: ah look at that see you have that little bit of long island uh, (laughs) accent (laughs) well i'm a flushing girl that's where this accent comes from
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have, um, tell us where all your offices are, because you have expanded since the last time we've talked.
1: So we're really fortunate because we have a network and we have these great dietitians in other locations that work as uh, part of Family Nutrition Center of South Florida. So we have a great office in Vero Beach that's run by Diane Kingsley. And then we have a great office in Miami that's run by two wonderful uh, dietitians, Eugenia and Maria. Um, so we're, and then we, you know, we have the whole middle of the, the state between Miami and Vero and we're doing a lot of telehealth. So it's uh, pretty exciting.
0: Now, I, I think um, a lot of your dietitians are also bilingual, aren't they? Well, our Miami
1: dietitians are definitely bilingual. I'm, I'm fortunate that I speak English pretty okay. So I am not bilingual. <laughs> uh, but our, our Miami dietitians are bilingual in English and Spanish. We don't have, you know, we live in a, in a very diverse community down in South Florida, so uh, there is definitely a need for Creole-speaking dietitians or Portuguese-speaking dietitians. We just don't have uh, either of those right now.
0: Now you mentioned a telehealth, so let's say that that someone lived um, in an area other than Miami, um, could they do a Telehealth with one of your Spanish-speaking dietitians. If Absol-
1: Absolutely, the thing that um, you know, the the wonderful thing about telehealth is it's it's really brought down the barriers to care. So if someone would, you know, if someone would have to get into their car and drive an hour to see a dietitian, well, they don't really have to do that anymore because telehealth makes it easy for them to access. We still have to follow the rules of their insurance plan. But of course, if people are not using insurance and there's no barriers at all. Uh, and we are licensed in Florida and our dietitians are not licensed in other states. So we don't really go across state lines at
0: this point. You anticipated what my next question was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on this episode, we really wanted to take a uh, deep dive into the MNT Act. And uh, no one better than a past president of the a- Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics to really take us through what does that act, what is the act and what does that mean for Florida consumers um, as well as consumers anywhere in the country.
1: Okay, so let me set a scenario first, because then I think it makes uh, your uh, listeners really understanding this topic. Um, medical nutrition therapy is an evidence-based application of the nutrition care process that includes nutrition assessment, reassessment, a nutrition diagnosis, evaluation, and developing a a nutrition care plan with monitoring and evaluation. Insurance companies do pay for medical nutrition therapy, but they pay for it for only specific diseases or specific diagnoses. Medicare, which is, you know, obviously very important in our state. Medicare covers medical nutrition therapy, but it only covers it for diabetes or chronic kidney disease. So when I say covers it, if you have Medicare and you're a diabetic and you want to see a registered dietitian nutritionist, all you need to do is call your doctor get a referral, get a referral to a dietitian who's a Medicare provider and done, you get to see that dietitian, and they're going to help you with your problems with your disease. Well, what's happening is there's a lot of people who need our help that are not getting our help, why? Because they're not diabetic, they don't have chronic kidney disease, perhaps they're pre-diabetic, So if you're pre-diabetic, like the gal who called yesterday and said, I'm pre-diabetic, my doctor said, if I don't get this under control, in six months, I'm going to be a diabetic. That means I'm going to have to go on medication, I'm going to have to measure my blood sugar, blah, blah, blah. And she's saying this to us, and what are we saying back to her? Unfortunately, Medicare does not pay for you to come to see the dietitian because you only have pre-diabetes and not diabetes. So, of course, the answer is, so you mean I got to get diabetes to be able to be covered for this service? And we say, yes, it's kind of screwy. And we say, you know, we're advocates of you getting this. Sometimes people think it's our guidelines. It's not our guidelines.
0: I um, absolutely agree. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in that same boat. I'm saying the same thing. And they're like, I don't understand. I was like, it's not my rule. But, but, but I'm like, it's not my rule. <laughs> I know. It's just really, it makes you
1: feel... It, it, it really is an awkward position to be in because it makes you feel that, you know, conflicted. You want to help these people, but you know that Medicare is not going to cover their visit, that they would have to pay out of pocket. So what the Medical Nutrition Therapy Act is, is allowing Medicare to start covering for other diseases. Now, I just want our listeners to not understand one thing. MNT is very inexpensive, very inexpensive compared to metformin, uh, other medications, glucose testing, continuous glucose monitoring devices. It is very inexpensive. Dietitians are not what I call big ticket items. We don't get paid a ton of money. We're happy with what we get paid for. Maybe a little bit more would be great. But we're really happy with what we could do for people. So, this Medical Nutrition Therapy Act would open those diagnoses to include pre diabetes, hypertension, um, people who are suffering from obesity, maybe malnutrition, maybe cancer related malnutrition, HIV. You know, and we've seen with COVID a great many people being affected health-wise, either, you know, with malnutrition or, you know, what are they calling it? The COVID-19? Well, I saw, a, I saw someone who gained 50 pounds during COVID. That is pretty serious. But they can't come and see any of our dietitians because they don't have diabetes. So that's what this act is all about. It's not going to be very expensive or costly. Some of the legislators kind of say, well, no, that'll be too expensive. Not compared to the reduction in medication that we would see. Not in, um, we also think about it that person who said, I'm going to get diabetes in a year, we're going to prevent that. We're going to prevent that so they don't have to go on medication. They don't have to test their blood sugar. They're going to have better quality of life. And we're going to do it really simple. It's not very hard. It's not a million-dollar evaluation. It's lifestyle changes. It's nutrition changes that can make a big difference in the treatment of these diseases. And that's why we need to be on board with the Medical Nutrition Therapy Act.
0: Yeah, I, I put us in the category of teachers. Um, I would love it if we're paid more, but we, we do it because it's, it's our passion and we love it. But we are, wherever whatever side of the fence you are politically, we are the best return on investment. Um, I can show that six ways to Sunday. One hospital visit, um, the, the medication, just a couple of doctor's visits, pays for several visits with us. So, uh, roger that um all right so take us through a little bit because I will I will tell you from my experience um sometimes people are scared to death to come see the dietician so in my office the doctors tell them and they come in and they're they're sitting by the time they leave they're like oh that wasn't so bad tell us a little bit about what a visit looks like
1: Yeah, you know, we hear the same thing, my goodness, you know, and then I, you know, I sit back and I look at the anxiety on these people's faces, and I'm like, really, I'm the good guy. And then I always like to make jokes, because I I just, you know, think I'm funny in my own world. So I'll always say to them, you got lucky, you're seeing the dietitian who loves to eat. I love to eat. (laughs) So I'm not going to tell you not to eat. I love to cook and I love to eat. So what You know, we don't want them to, to feel like they're, you know, they're going to an appointment that's going to ruin their life, or it's going to take everything away from them. And I think that's the misconception with working with a registered dietitian nutritionist. We don't put you on a spinach and chicken breast diet. This is not, you know, I'm not going to say this is not any of the gym uh, make believe diet. So what we do first Sometimes our patients get annoyed at us because we tell them, please write down everything you ate for at least a day or maybe three days. Forget it. We'll never get three days, but we do at least get a day. And they'll say to us, well, I, I don't want you to see what I ate. I want you to tell me what I should eat. So we try to tell them, wait a second, we need to build on what you're eating And look at it and make it better and healthier. But we're not going to take away your favorite foods. We all, you know, all different. Like I said, in South Florida, we have many, many diverse ethnicities. I'm of Italian descent. So you're never going to tell me to stop eating pasta. It's just not going to happen. So to my My patients who have a Latin um, descent, I'm never going to tell them to stop eating rice and beans, but we're going to evaluate their intake and teach them how what they're eating may be affecting their disease. So, for example, in diabetes, we teach them how can you incorporate your rice and beans and monitor your blood sugar so to know how much is OK and how much really pushes your blood sugar up? So first, we need to know what you're doing in terms of your eating. We need to know, do you cook? You know, I love people saying I'll cook. I get all my meals from, um, you know, the local restaurant. So I guess I have to go to the local restaurant and teach, teach the chef how to cook. So uh, that's part of it. So we actually look at their eating patterns and quote, that's the dietary history to look for issues there. Then we review medications. We review medical history. We review what we call anthropometric measurements, meaning height, weight, weight, BMI, that BMI that we all hate, which is the body mass index that relates our weight to our height. We gather all that stuff, the labs, the dietary history, and then your medical history. We need to know that. You know, at the end of a visit, when somebody starts walking out of my office and says, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I have chronic kidney disease. I'm like, wait, that was a really big one. How come you forgot that? (laughs) So that's really important to tell us all the medical conditions and problems you have, because nutrition can help in treating that. So yes, we know, um, adjusting carbohydrate intake, what kind of carbohydrate might affect positive, have a positive effect on your blood sugar control. So we need to do all that with your input. And then we come up with a nutrition care plan. And then we come up for with a plan for monitoring how you do. So and I know that's the part that people don't like, because sometimes the dietitians have to hold people's feet to the fire. I get it. I do get it. It's tough to make changes. But we have where you're really kind of where you're your companion along that journey to give you a little good coaching.
0: Yeah, um, we follow that patient centered approach. Um, and I don't think a lot of people realize that, that it really is a, about you and your diet, we work for you. And we want to help you just make a couple of tweaks. So it's a, it's, it's not a fad diet that you're doing, but it's really a lifestyle change that, that feels good to you. And that and makes you feel good. And yeah, that, um, I think so. One one addition now. I am real since COVID. I am real um, aware of making sure I ask about alcohol intake, um, and I and I try and fit that in earlier. I had a patient, and we got through the whole thing. I was like, and you know, any alcohol? Oh yeah. I was like, all right, Big let's, deal. let's let's take a look at that. Um, so you you did mention your Italian heritage, and um, you did give us you sent me a recipe that if If anyone, I'll tell you how to get the recipe at the end, but um, tell us about that recipe. I can't wait to make it.
1: Oh, okay, great. So when I say I love to eat and I love to cook, I really mean it. My grandfather was my daycare center, so to speak, because my mom was a a working um, mom. So at five years old, my older Italian grandfather, what he did with a five-year-old was teach her how to cook and that was me so i learned how to cook at a very young age i was on a step stool stirring the pot the tomato sauce pot so one of our favorite recipes is making not only tomato sauce and pasta but vegetables and pasta and this works great you know for for me as a dietitian so one of our favorite dishes is pasta and cauliflower. So I know that everybody is so gun ho on cauliflower now. And years and years and years ago, we always were gun ho on cauliflower. So you'll find that that's a really fun recipe. It's making cauliflower, mashing it, um, not really pureeing it, but mashing it, cooking it uh, with great herbs, basil, garlic, a little olive oil, and making it with pasta. That's one of my favorite dishes, and one of my favorite memories of my grandfather teaching me how to cook.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing. And at the end, I'll tell you guys how you, how you get that, that recipe. Now, earlier on in the podcast, you, you mentioned that as um, the nutrition expert, we, we follow an evidence-based approach. Now, you, you spoke about nutrition being a science, not a fad. Um, at a very very special event so tell us about that
1: oh that was so exciting so I was when I was the president of the academy of nutrition and dietetics um, I was invited to the UN and at that time it was the second international day of women and girls in science and math so somebody said to me well why would they you know why would they invite a dietitian?" Because nutrition is a science. It's not, you know, and that's where I said, nutrition is a science. It's not a fad. It's not a way for, you know, uh, actors and actresses and personal trainers to write books or to do YouTubes. It is a science. And when our patients say, Well, how come they changed? I used to think this was good for me. Now they say it's not. Because like any science, it's ever changing. So I was really excited to deliver that speech at the UN, talking about the importance of nutrition, the power, the transformative power of nutrition in helping manage disease and to prevent malnutrition. So it was pretty exciting. It was well-received. And thank you for for bringing it up. I really appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. Um, All right. So assuming we've got you sold, listeners, that that one, it's not, these are my goals. One, it's not scary going to see the dietician. Two, we are evidence-based. We know what we're doing and we can help you. And three, we want to bring more of this to more people. And as as Medicare recipients, you you have worked really hard. We want that service to be covered for you, but we need your help. Right now in Florida, there's a lot going on. And our 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 congressional reps, they do have a lot on their plate. So I, I cut them a little slack for that. But we all know that poor poor glycemic control. So poor blood sugar management. If, if you get COVID and you have poor blood glucose management, there is very good evidence that says your outcomes are, are, it's going to be much harder. If you go to the hospital, it's going to be harder. So right now I can't think of a better time that it is critical that we pass this MNT act. And would you agree on that with COVID?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. We're seeing uh, diseases now at a at a much higher rate. Only because people were maybe neglecting their health, being afraid to go to a doctor, um, eating differently, drinking differently, not getting exercise, and we're seeing the results in very high blood sugars, high hemoglobin A1C. So this is the time to tackle it. This is the time to definitely get our, our legislators to look at this. This is cost effective.
0: I love how you sum that all up. So Right now, as of today, we have zero, Florida legislatures that are supporting this. Right, um, and so we need your help. And so this is this is how you help. First thing, give this podcast a five star rating. This is because one, hopefully, you feel like we're worth it. Um, if not, please tell me why. Don't give us a lesser rating. But please give us five star because that increases the podcast in the, all of the podcast channels. So this podcast is on Spotify and Apple iTunes and Podbean and anywhere you listen to your podcast. So the more likes will increase where we show up in show listings. Two, there is a corresponding blog post that goes with this. Share the blog post. That's where all of Lucille's information will be. Go to, I don't know how you found our podcast, but you want to go to medicarenutritionist.com is the home that I've created for all things related to the MNT Act and Medicare, Medicare benefits. So you can share that. And on the pod, so my last blog post, we talked all about in-depth medical nutrition therapy. What is a dietician? What the, what's the education be, be that goes into that? It's a 3000 word. It's very easy to read. Don't get overwhelmed, take it in size chunks, but it will answer all of those questions. So add a comment supporting us in that post. And on medicarenutritionist.com, It's a very easy, big blue button. You click on that button and that will take you to the the action center that the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics has created, where all you have to do is you click on it, it, you type in your zip code, it goes to your personal congressional representative, and it's a pre-written letter. Please support the MNT Act. Now, after you've done all of that, if you want to help even further, get on the phone and call them and say, hey, will you please support this? Um, Or, and or, email me. um, It's hello at the health chick um, and it's chic.com. Email me and tell me you want to volunteer. If you know someone that would be a good Speaker, if you are a dietician that wants to learn more and wants to help me write, if you are a consumer that wants to start getting on the phones, we need your help. All right, Lucille, any final words? I think
1: that your call to action was fantastic. So I know that you just motivated a ton of people to get behind this. There's no reason not to. The amount of people that will benefit from it is immense. So thank you for your advocacy and thank you for your hard work, Windermere. We really appreciate it as a a fellow um, member of the Academy.
0: Thank you. And thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to do this with me. It was so nice catching up. Um, I am thrilled to have seen you. To our audience, we do this for you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being involved. Thank you for letting me come into your home. I appreciate you. You are amazing. And as always, make it a healthy day.